Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Echopunks, recorded live in front of an automated audience. And today we're going to be talking about what I think is an interesting and evolving topic, which kind of started this morning with Jan and I arguing as to whether this story is actually finished. And it's what I'm calling the religion of open AI as a bit of a teaser. But I wanted to begin by really following from yesterday's salon, which was about rudeness. And I've been thinking a lot about rudeness. And in particular, Scott, I was thinking about your point about rudeness in class, that mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. rudeness is uh, almost a kind of class war, right? Or civil right. disobedience. Right. And then I thought about the communications industry. And that if you think about frames and communication frames, it's almost as if it's rude if you defy someone's communications frame. The, the way that I, for example, call X Twitter, right? And I'm defying their communications frame. So in framing this as the religion of open AI, I'm trying to be rude and defy the current narrative of what's happening with the company OpenAI, what did happen with the company over the weekend, and the way it's being described and the way it's being reported. And, and I say this as kind of a broad, vague intro, but I almost think that this was a theological difference not a difference of businesses, not a difference of like profit versus non-for-profit, and not even any, an ideological difference, which is how some of the reporting covers it. I think fundamentally, these are people who are trying to give birth to a God, and they're debating to themselves their beliefs over that God. And I say that because I am a skeptic, both that artificial general intelligence is even possible, or that OpenAI is worth the value that they are as a company. So that is my provocation to try to open things up. And I offer to either of you to share your own thoughts on where we are right now yeah, when I it can't comes wait. to this OpenAI drama. I can't wait to uh, chime in here right away, Jesse. You hit a nerve here as a, a new New Yorker after 17 years. I still call the Queensboro Bridge the Queensboro Bridge. Uh, or maybe the 59th Street Bridge. Um, you know, it is it is good that we stick to the old here. I uh, absolutely agree with you. I also like um, your your uh, biblical comparison here. My question would be though, who is God and who is Jesus? Right? Uh, the people in power currently are they the gods that are basically going to uh, build? the new uh, Jesus that is going to bring salvation to humankind. What are the roles here and who are the owners of those roles in that metaphor that you are using? Well, I'm, I, I will answer, but first, Scott, I, I want you to chime in before we get way too much <laughs> onto Mount Olympus here. I, I think you've already gotten way too much on a Mount Olympus. I, I, I hear your provocation, Jesse, but I think it's like it is a substantial provocation. And maybe just that. Uh, I don't know if there is any sort of higher order to 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 what's going on here. I know there's some belief in 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 their objectives and their goals, their goals. But I don't know. I don't know if any of them, if we spoke to them, that there would be a sense of um, a deity or a God or a deep, fervent belief. I think Sam Altman was ready to go to Microsoft and would have gone anywhere. So there, I, I think it's an interesting provocation, but I don't know quite if we're at cult status yet. 
Um, some of the language could certainly, there's a great book called Cultish, which talks about the language of cults. And that's really an enjoyable read. I highly recommend it. But, but I think some of the language that some people use in this space is trying to get there. But um, I, I would, I would say, I think it's, it came down to like a different in a difference in beliefs around the objectives and the goals of the organization. Um, well, hey, and there's a short throw from belief to faith. So maybe you're right. We could stretch it. Um, but, um, is this, I mean, I certainly love the use of hyperbole, so maybe we should just double down on that. Well, and, and to be clear, like I'm, I, I appreciate your pushback because I don't think I'm using hyperbole and, and, okay. and part of, part of the question you raise, which I think we, we should put on the table is the role of consciousness, right? Like they don't believe that they're in a cult. They don't believe that they're in a religion. But we can all agree, and I suspect they would agree with us that they have power, right? Mm -hmm. And and 100%. part of the part of their power is entirely derived from belief, because yes, you know, OpenAI has revenue, but the value of the company is largely based on perception, on the calculation of what the AI market will be, not is, right? Because if we measure the AI market as it is, well, it's Google overwhelmingly right like they are the dominant ai company bar none but at the same time open ai has the spotlight like this was global news for four days like i wanted to do today's podcast i woke up and i was like i want to do a podcast and i looked at the news and there was no other news okay yes there's a ceasefire in the israel gaza war and that's huge but no, I was not ready to have a podcast on that topic. But there was no other news. Like, this is so dominant in our culture. And to answer Jan's question of who in this context is God, well, it's Satya Nadella, right? Here, here we have <laughs> one, one of the great titans of industry who, you know, I, I think he would acknowledge himself as a god in a polytheistic world. He would see Elon Musk as another god, right? And, and he would have gained his position thanks to the great godfather of gods, Bill Gates. So, yes, I am using a little bit of tongue-in-cheek rudeness, if you will, to try to reframe how we see this. But here's the thing. I watched the TED Talk of the chief science officer of OpenAI, the guy who was accused of initially leading this, you know, ousting of the king, and then lamented and repented and became part of what is now OpenAI, because the current reading of the news is everyone's back in the fold and everyone's okay. But I watched his TED Talk. And as far as I'm concerned, it is a theological TED Talk, right? There is nothing other than his belief that he is giving birth to a thinking, living entity that, in his words, will be more powerful in human society and will transform all of human society. How's that not the second coming? Like, Well, that doesn't, that, that doesn't make him a god, though. That, that doesn't make him a god. That does not make a good God. They're like to me, that's not the prerequisite because well, I, I think. But so, I mean, perception. What is the self perception? If you're, 
right? If, if, I think if you're going to be a god, you're not going to have a physical form. Like we could get really literal here, right? And say no. someone who is representing a, 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 a deity cannot have a physical form. In, Says the Judeo-Christian Abrahamic lens on divinity, right? Maybe. Like that is you as, a, you know, I'm not assuming, but someone of the Judeo-Christian tradition who's saying all other gods are false. No, 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 no. But me. No, we, not, not, not we, at all. Can we, can we, so, can we, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. I just want to say, okay. I just want to settle the argument there. Settle the argument there. I would be described as what is as as unchurched. That's the the language that gets used. So uh, I I wouldn't say I'm coming from any kind of belief system when I state that. There's no preference. There's no statement of superiority well, in any but, belief but system. Me, but, but you didn't say superiority. I, but you defined God. You I very clearly said no. you define a god, but other people define gods in other manners. True, true. But I say generally they tend to have, they don't tend to have a physical form. And there's one more thing. I know, Jan, you're just chomping at the bit to get in here, but I got to get this out. Just got to get this out. Is that is that religions also, there's a certain, I think what's different in this case is there's a certain amount of evidence of the abilities of these tools that are being created evidence for i don't know if you want to call it agi or the progression towards agi so there is physical evidence that is being you know can be tested so that, that proven by I, lots I of people is... by lots of people versus religions which have a, a which are founded on belief systems so grounded in something that is bigger than oneself that almost doesn't have evidence it can't have evidence so here here's where i i think for the purpose of this discussion i have to, I have to make a note because we have to come back to that and yet i want yon to be able to jump in at this current very on but yeah. this point of evidence mm -hmm. we have to make sure we come back to because i think you hit it right on the nose uh scott and and i want to make sure we dig deeper there go ahead Jan. And, and i think you know whether there's evidence or not absolutely plays no role and does not matter in this discussion at all. I even believe that the um, question of uh, God or second coming can be discussed here uh, outside of an AI context. Um, you know, if you remember last week uh, on that death day or during death week, after that uh, supposedly historic presentation that Sam Altman gave, People were really, really uh, raving about how great he was. It reminded them of Steve, Steve Jobs, who uh, is still kind of glorified, um, you know, in parts certainly rightfully so, as the new godfather of Silicon Valley. And everyone is looking for a successor for him, right? So I would agree that regardless of what Sam Altman did or is doing at uh, OpenAI, there is this cult-like following and status that he has risen to. And uh, since I mentioned cult, I uh, like the language that we used a minute ago here, uh, which reminded me a lot of our conversation uh, about trust a couple of weeks ago, right? Words that I heard were faith, belief, cult, right? And as we, as we maybe pause on cult uh, for a second longer, um, you know, I, as a German, started to get the creeps yesterday when I heard that hundreds of the 700 OpenAI um, employees threatened to resign immediately and follow Sam Altman to wherever he goes. Because while an American might hear uh, good leadership, rapport and loyalty, right? I, the German history being what it is, 
see basically cult-like glorification of a you know godlike figure. You know, that's that's see, my good answer. Here's the interesting thing about that book, Cultish. Again, I'll hmm. not I'm not I'm not being paid for that. It's actually a really good book. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the, the it, in it, there's a conversation that, or just a, a statement, not a conversation, but a statement that says, you know, there can be similarities and language parallels, but what you don't see in things that are cult-ish that share some of the language is people separating themselves from their families and cutting off all contact with other members of their families, giving all their money over to something, right? Becoming absolutely subservient emotional, physical, sexual abuse. Like those are the hallmarks of a true cult, right? FTX, Let me jump in here with, with a couple of things. Cause I, I think Scott, you made a couple of really powerful points. And you know, for our international listeners, our non-Canadian listeners, there is currently this dangerous cult that has been occupying a school in Southern Saskatchewan. They're, right. a, Q, they're a QAnon cult. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and have had a huge impact across the country. But, you know, they've convinced someone to give them a school and they've recently abandoned the school and have retreated to a farm. But this, I think, Scott, proves your point, that there are cults that believe themselves as cults and as a result uh, really have a, a huge detrimental impact. But at the same time, I think Jan has a very powerful point, which is... The culture of startups is cult-ish, cult-adjacent. And when you combine that with the amount of money that OpenAI, because like OpenAI, the, the entire AI talent space is high premium. Like if you have a PhD in data science from the University of Toronto's computer science uh, department, you can command a huge salary. And the open AI, yeah. yeah, the open AI people are some of the best of the best. So that that's why I agree with with Jan's kind of unease when it comes to the way they react. And I I actually have some stuff from Twitter that that I want to share, which is the so Jan pointed out, and I believe the number was five hundred yeah, of the seven hundred and fifty employees pledged yeah. themselves on X using heart emojis uh, uh, to Sam Altman. But there's a dissident group. The 250 which did not pledge themselves also posted their own minority report. And, and, and I want to get to that in a moment. Oh but God. I don't want to lose our thread on evidence. Because, Scott, I thought your point on evidence was spot on. Because on the one hand, there actually is a lot of evidence around religion. And yeah. I don't mean the existence of God, but I mean the benefits of meditation, for example. Right. right and and the benefits of prayer right spirituality spirituality and my yeah. my point and and i i i don't want to i i don't want to mangle his name but my point about the chief scientist the chief science officer at openai and his ted talk is that if you took everything and like this is a ted talk this isn't like a random fireside chat like ted talks are supposed to be authoritative he was invited to give the ted talk because he was an expert there was not an ounce of evidence behind his TED talk. Not one iota. It was like any academic would have ripped it to shreds. Any lawyer would have ripped it to shreds. Any high school debate club kid would have ripped it to shreds. And I say the same thing about OpenAI's governance charter. 
that there's no evidence backing it up. Like I'm a curmudgeon. I believe a startup should have research, market research that demonstrates why they're gonna make money on this. OpenAI, sure, is gonna make money on a chatbot. They're gonna make money on a large language model, but artificial general intelligence, there is no evidence that such a thing is currently possible. And that is why I call it religion. If you so then, focus okay, okay, on the so, impact of AI, agreed. But otherwise, no. Go ahead, Scott, please. Oh, well, okay, that, that begs the question. What is your threshold for evidence? Uh, uh, I mean, here's where we go into the whole field of, you know, uh, qualitative versus quantitative and different types of survey methods. But here, this is controversial in the farming world. I'm cautious about anecdotal evidence. Okay. Right. And, yep. and, and, and here to, to your larger point, there is right now a crisis in psychology around replication. Most psychological studies cannot be reproduced by another researcher. Right. right? And you could argue that artificial intelligence has a similar reproduce, uh, reproducibility issue because of the resources required to build these models. So here we are right now talking about large language models, which are basically just guesses. You put in some words, it guesses what the words are, it still often gets it wrong, and it currently requires all the cloud computing that we have on this planet to be possible. So let me ask you a question. Would you say that the computer scientists behind the creation of these AIs that exist now would understand how it works at a conceptual level. They understand what they've built, the structure, the way it works, how it is created, what it is, that they understand that. They could because they built it. But Correct? but we're talking about two different things here, remember. Not just yet. to keep us on Not track. Yet. Hang on. But hold I'll on, we're talking it. about, but I'm just, just so that well, we're on just, the same page. Just 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 answer I the question. I need you to acknowledge As... that I will answer the question. Then I will answer the question. There is the AI that exists today that people call AI. Right. And there's artificial general intelligence, I'm which getting, is I'm, what, which is what, 100%. and so to answer your question, I would say it's contentious. No, but would you not say yeah. that they do understand what they built? They understand, no, they know. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's contentious. And I'll give you the example, climate okay. change. Right. Climate change is an incredibly complex scientific hypothesis that has been developed through a cross disciplinary collaboration of many different disciplines. And it's just about a consensus. Ninety nine point nine percent of all scientists who participate in the climate science you know, study all agree on the conclusion. They can all reproduce the results. Computer science doesn't even have a 50 50. Right. There are some people in computer science who would say Jeff Hinton is a brilliant guy and here's how his models work and blah, 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 blah. And then you've got other computer scientists who say Jeff Hinton is a fraud. Right. His results are are accident. Like, that's why I'm suggesting it's not a straightforward answer. Got right? it. Because the but field does not have the same level of consensus on methodology or results. Right. But I'm not arguing consensus. What I'm arguing okay. is the creation of what they've created, the act of creating it and coding it and building yes. it. They yes. know what went in and they understand the mechanics of what is working inside there. Correct? Yes. And I would say you and I could as well. Correct. But it's not complicated. Correct. 
consciousness. Nobody has yet developed a model of consciousness. Nobody can describe consciousness. That's not true. How, That's no, not, it is totally true. It's totally true. no one true. has developed Look, one that you agree with and that I agree with. That I would agree <laughs> with. No. But there no, are lots of no, gurus. No, no, no. There are lots of mystics. There are lots of whack jobs uh, who have. We are just not satisfied with their answers. Hence uh, why consensus is important. I always knew you were a big tent guy. I always knew you were a big tent guy. I'm not guy. a big tent guy. I'm, yeah, I'm you just... can fit every perspective under the, the, the argument here. Totally get it. But I'm just I saying, wouldn't call like, that big tent. I call that neurodivergent. But please continue. But this is a difference. This is a difference. I'm talking about the, the computer scientists that have created AIs understand what they've created. Neuroscientists can't, can't. Just speaking about specifically neuroscientists, Yes. Who would be be the the, the, the the comparable individuals. One of the players, one of the important players at the table. Can't describe how consciousness exists. Yes. Yes. And so Our philosophers who hate neuroscientists would say that it's because their methodology is flawed from the start. The same way cognitive scientists who are distinct from neuroscientists would say, but our methodology is superior. We are the ones who are right. The same way the computer scientists say the neuroscientists are wrong. The cognitive like that's my point. Right. Each discipline, because of their school of thought, thinks differently than the others. And that's why I started this off by saying, I'm going to be rude and say they are theologians, right? Because the evidence does not support their concerns. Because when we come back to what this dispute was about, as far as my reading of it, it's about artificial general intelligence, Mm -hmm. And Sam Altman and the people at OpenAI believe that their large language model is a direct path to artificial general intelligence. And I reject that entirely, as does Noam Chomsky, right? Someone who is one of the foundations for, to bring in the linguistics, right? Because the linguists are a whole other angle that say consciousness is a byproduct of language. Hence why these computer science guys are now saying we're going to achieve consciousness because we've got language. Jan, I, I, I feel that that uh, uh, Scott and I are really getting deep into the weeds on this. Can, can you bail us out here? Yeah, I don't I don't I'm, I'm, I'm following your conversation in awe and uh, with a lot of interest. I still don't think that any of that matters in uh, this conversation here around uh, God and uh, religious or cult-like um, glorification of the players that are being uh, uh, affected here by this, right? So, <clears throat> you know, I'd like to gently and swiftly and kindly get us maybe back on track here. <laughs> when I yelled FTX earlier, uh, like 15 minutes ago, uh, you know, I saw that as an opportunity to... Um, you know, drive my point uh, about this phenomenon not being an exclusive open AI Sam Altman phenomenon, but one that has been happening in Silicon Valley now for quite some time and is now possibly only finding its culmination in the blow up of open AI, right? There were these uh, cult-like figures at Uber, for example, 
there uh, was WeWork, which was a big disaster. FTX is usually publicized. Juicero and so on and so on. Uh, Elizabeth, what was her name? Holmes, right? Uh, remember that one. Uh, so, you know, my point is uh, that I have the impression that people are really desperately trying to find someone to worship, to kneel down to, right? To, to glorify for the sake of orientation. For quite some time, we've tried to find these people now in Silicon Valley because that's where the modern hero stories are being told. But now, you know, this is just cringeworthy and embarrassing what is happening. So um, the question is, does, does the church of Silicon Valley lose its um, followers, well, right? And, or not? And, and let me briefly ask you a follow-up on that. Yeah. Embarrassing for who? Because I agree with, like, the general Silicon Valley. I, I agree that this, on some levels, exactly your point, builds off the Sam Bankman-Fried fiasco and the Theranos fiasco. And, you know, I, people forget about Uber and Travis Scott, but he was, like, a whole other uh, yes. Kalinic or whatever. A absolutely. Absolutely. So embarrassing. Embarrassing for who? For, uh, I think, almost everyone involved here, right? To start with, uh, embarrassing for the board who basically fired Sam Altman and seems to be convinced uh, that that was the right decision, then got their hands uh, slapped by God from Microsoft and now have to basically uh, crawl back and let him back onto the board. Secondly, it's super embarrassing for Microsoft, right? I am convinced that they do not like to be a player in a soap opera. They are winners. They are winners of the whole thing. But I do not believe that the publicity that they are getting here is kind of really flattering for anyone involved here. And I think last but not least, it's also uh, embarrassing for Sam Altman, because my God, you know, how much can you read about yourself and the, you know, back and forth. And I have to say, when you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Jesse, what people are doing on Twitter, right? Solidarity groups and then counter activists troops with you know emojis and self-declarations you know that's a little childish too i would say you know? sky you, you I, want to rebut about microsoft i just uh, microsoft won like they, yeah, won. they have they have they won. i don't think there's any embarrassment i don't think there's any embarrassment. so, so that, i i, I wanna, they come out they come out looking as power players they came they come out looking as those who are ready to take it on but also generous saying if he goes back he goes back their stock went up. People like it's just people are raving about how they how they 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 approach this, and you know I think I don't think anybody is embarrassed. And the only people people who are potentially embarrassed coming out of this are the, the poor board members who have been turfed, yeah. right? Who are out of this, which yeah, is they're done. Which, which is which is something when you look at the fact that now there are no women on the board, and it's all a bunch of uh, sort of it's white men. Wealthy white men who are back on the board. This is this is it's a terrible situation, and so. And um, I'm, it, I am inclined to agree with you about Microsoft, but it I did notice to your point that there were a lot of people disparaging Microsoft, even arguing that Microsoft had lost, just because of you know like, again the argument was yes Microsoft saved the day. But they were doing way better this time last week than they are now. And how did they even right. let it come so far, right? They basically owned the place and were supposed to run it and were right. learned a minute prior to the firing from the board. And, how did and, it even how did it even come so far? 
but that's which my goes point back to Jesse's governance. Okay. And this goes back to Jesse's governance point, right? Is the, is the opaque governance structure that they had set up and it, it, totally un, like unconventional structure that was set up with very little power for the, the this the investors on the commercialization arm of this thing and a lot of power on the not for profit side, which was driven, which is totally philosophically driven. Yeah. Right. It's some, it was academics and basically, in, in a sense, and philosophically driven, and like it, it was, it was so, obviously not tenable. But and and on the one hand, in agreeing with you, I expect either Satya Nadella is going to be on the OpenAI board, or if not him, a a very senior Microsoft executive. Oh, hundred percent. I, I think Microsoft is is going to have a, a huge control. But here's why I'm pushing back and saying philosophy is the wrong word. They should have had a philosophical discussion. Had they hired us as the Echo Punks, they would have had a philosophical discussion. And the reason I'm suggesting that it wasn't a philosophical discussion, that it was a theological discussion, is we have philosophical discussions in the sense that we put our egos aside and we try to understand the perspectives from, from, from all sides. That was your point about the big tent. Right. That we try to have these conversations without feeling like we have to win them or it's our ego or 100%. our identity. Yep. Yep. And my reading on this is that it was the opposite, that these people are so passionate about AI are so passionate about their beliefs about AI that it is personal. Right. That's why they say, oh, I'm going to leave. That's why they say, oh, I'm with Sam. Right. That's why the board acted like I think everyone agrees the board mm -hmm. shot itself in the foot and they were the ultimate losers here. Or the ex board, should we say? 100 percent. And again, a, I think yeah. had they had that philosophical discussion, it would have been different. Yeah. And because they had a discussion of faith, as mm -hmm. often happens in America around Thanksgiving. Right. That 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 uh, is why it was so emotional so charged and and could not find a compromise could not find a way in which everyone's views could be accommodated in open ai scott yeah i mean sorry uh Jan, you keep trying to jump in and, and yeah I'm i think about scott and i going back and forth i think i think you are a little generous maybe uh, by assuming that the conflict and the discussions were all around uh, ai because um you know you mentioned in in your last statement here as well the power play the power at stake what struck me uh, immediately was that the firing happened uh, 48 hours after that, uh, again, I mentioned before, incredibly successful presentation on uh, Development Day. And given what a cult-like following Sam Altman has, how loyal the entire company stands behind him, I'm wondering, was it a little too much of the spotlight on one person? Was it a little too much power and too much loyalty for one person? And did that sit not well with the other four who were involved and apparently also very accomplished, right? So, uh, yeah, maybe and hopefully the conflict was about AI. But given how, how big egos, particularly in Silicon Valley, rise, um, you know, lately, I'm not sure that that is really the case. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting as we're talking and throwing around the word cult. It's becoming difficult for me to just use it as a catch-all because I feel it's it's being um, it's an easy thing to go to to describe a situation where you have a bunch of followers who decide to stick loyalty. So it's this what is the fine line between loyalty and you know and conviction, right? For uh, your belief in an organization and following a leader and cult cult like cult i still think there's a huge distinction 
So I, I know we use it. We're using the, the word a lot in this discussion, but I think it's important that it's always so, like cult-like or cult-ish. There are elements of the behavior. I still don't agree with the position that it is truly uh, that that those employees who signed that thing were acting so, in a cult-like way. I think they were no. simply loyal to the, to their to to the boss, and they saw some something so that was. Me harmful to the existence of the organization and they disagreed with it so so let me make an argument in in favor of what you're saying and 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 then give air to a, a different perspective and i i agree and i think the problem is we don't have language for this middle ground right right that's something between kind of individual integrity and loyalty to the group Right. There's cult as the extreme. And, and you made some fantastic points, I thought, yesterday in, in the salon when you were talking about freedom of speech and rudeness and that it's other people's responsibility if they you know, don't like, you know, as, right. as many of the American right wing folks would say. And, and I think and that not, not that I believe that, but that's what it, it's an observation that I made it was a very say. insightful observation because I think it captured, you know, a, a psychology of why reasoning with those folks isn't going to work because their experience is so different. Right. And their experience and their motivations around it are so different. And I think we as a society in North America need a language for the groups that have formed since the Internet that are not communities in the geographic sense. And that's why I have trouble with the word community. And at one point when you were describing, it, I thought, well, I suppose instead of cult, we could just call it a corporation. Right. And it's just a oh. corporation that people that is, like. You know right? what? It's so it's so true. It's so true because you but just corporation describe... as a word in our society is loaded. It right? Is. Not everyone's going to react. So, with that said, what I want to do here, and I suspect you guys will be able to see this on the output, so I want to read this Twitter thread, which uh, I, I am reading for the first time, but was sent to me by an echo punk who insisted that we include it here as part of our discussion. And I'm quoting my completely speculative uh, a take on the open AI situation. The reason Sam was fired is that multiple people on the board caught him lying multiple times, and this made them lose trust in him. No one single event was determining for this, but there may have been a final nail in the coffin, potentially Dev Day related. Nothing he did was criminal, and the decision wasn't specifically safety-related. We know the latter because Emmett had said so. So since Ilya knows everything, he wouldn't switch sides if there was proof of a serious crime. There is a lot of circumstantial evidence pointing at Sam being a master at manipulation. Starting with the obvious, he's had a mediocre ascension in a cutthroat environment. Sorry? <laughs> what a Freudian slip. <laughs> what a... Thank you. What a Freudian slip on my part. <laughs> yes, exactly. Paul Graham made exactly strong statements about Sam always getting what he wants. Paul Graham is the famous founder of Y Combinator, where Sam also works, saying that Sam was accused of being Machiavellian during his time at YC. People are also starting to come out and explicitly say he is deceptive. And, you know, finally, the elephant in the room, Annie Altman, 
This is talking about his sister and her role. So a lot of this seems like the kind of gossip that uh, uh, Jan was talking about, but it goes on and on. Go ahead. You right? I would not. I do not want to know how many bad things people uh, would have to say about me. You know, for example. So um, you know, I think this is. This is all very speculative. What has he done in, in, in the past? You know, what are the real reasons here? But um, I think, you know, that first point that uh, it came so closely linked to Death Day, right? And then I think one thing that we have not spoken about yet is the uh, for-profit versus non-for-profit uh, conflict that the company has, right? Jesse, you were talking earlier about, uh, yes, this is how you earn money, right? And, you know, this is the, the, the role of the company, but is it really the role of the company, right? So there was even misalignment there. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, it's just, just terrible. I, well, I, go ahead, Scott. No, no, I was just going to say I, I agree with you on it. It's pretty... Well, one thing, interesting you put up that thread. Uh, interesting it was on X. Interesting the content. It all puts it together <laughs> into one picture. And it was, uh, I don't believe a word of it, um, just because it's on X. And so uh, it, it's, it becomes a soap opera, right? It becomes, I would rather see evidence. I would rather see you know, something that comes out that says this is what actually happened. Um, the, the speculative stuff is interesting, but it's dangerous. It's a dangerous yeah, avenue to go down, which is yeah. to, 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 to get back to the embarrassment, to get back to the, the religion, to get back to all these things. When you start to spin all this stuff up and you spin up all of this speculation, you start to feed into those types of narratives um, around this, which is salacious and fun to consume and the algorithms love it but really in the at the end of the day what value does it bring and what do, what value does it bring to the 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 average individual and to go back to something you said earlier jesse which i think was really interesting you said there was no other news on well there was no other news on in 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 your sphere and in my sphere and in our sphere i think for 95 percent of the population it was like what is this thing what is going on but no, but like, see, that's that's just it. This was the reason that this was dominating the news was because it enabled the explainers, right? Like if you're a morning talk show, if you're, uh, you know, CBC News World, you have to produce hours and hours of content a day. And the reason that this story was dominant was the same reason that Sam Bankman-Fried was dominant. It's because it gave them an opportunity to explain AI. It gave right. them an opportunity to explain ChatGPT. Right. Like right. It, it was, on the one hand, to your point, a soap opera. So it had all the cues of narrative that every outlet desires. But then it also lent itself to education, right? Because this is completely new to most people. And the media industry loves that because it lets them be the teacher. It lets them right. be the, the messenger. But I also, and, and, and Jan, I know you want to jump into this, and, and I suspect I'm setting you up here. I kind of wonder, however, if there is any, like, we are post-news. So I hear your lament, Scott, about how so much of the salacious parts kind of add pollution to the information ecosystem 
where people are trying to understand what the hell just happened here. Satya Nadella is going, what the hell just happened here? He's not an omnipotent God. He's just as confused as everyone else. But I think that we are in a post-news age where the soap opera is the point. That even if we stuck to stuff that was proven and vetted and sourced, this story is the story because those ex-board members made a soap opera. Like, they literally created a soap opera because they were so incompetent, is my view, in how they handled this. But I think our other kind of narrative here, which I'm kind of seeing as our, our, our major insight, is the lack of governance. This was all a consequence of a fundamental lack of governance that should have prevented all of this, uh, to Jan's point about juvenile actions and culture. So here, here, quick, quick throw uh, into this conversation here and an observation here. Uh, I love what you just said, Jesse, and the way you described that Canada for four days had no other news than this. You know, this is crazy, but this reminded me of the first week of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And no, no, no. And, and, and if you think about it, right, that was an NFL superstar and the biggest, the biggest pop singer in the world at the moment who I'm dominated sorry for yeah i'm sorry for the delayed effect but that was so good please continue no no no, no but i'm dead serious they dominated world news for a week or two right and they've been kind of you know replaced by uh, business people right and the question is why do these business folks have that attraction and that appeal because there are many soap operas that are available there are many soap operas that the news could report about but they choose to report about this and everyone is flocking there and i am still convinced and i applaud you scott by the way for uh, being here very very immaculate with regards to the use of the word cult so i'm not going to repeat that but i come back to uh, the theme of uh, religious belief and glorification of godlike figures, right? Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was a pop star and an athlete. And uh, now the world is looking even more so at Sam Altman and OpenAI. Well, and you my... Know, Go ahead, Scott. Well, I was, I was only going to say just to build on on, 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 on Jan and the attention, the attention given to what was happening now with the... And, you know, it captures the attention. And, and I think it is... It is true AI. I mean, AI is something interesting for because it's totally top of mind, Jesse, as, as you were saying. If this was like a scandal at some kind of an ERP software firm, then I don't think it would even make, you know, 14th page of the, the business section in the newspaper. It wouldn't happen. Maybe, maybe. Unless the maybe. founder had good hair, good hair and was good looking, then it might be, yeah. It might be, but but I, I just wanted to go back to something you said, Jesse, because it really twigged, it really came to a certain perspective on it. To tie the theme religion, right, at the beginning, and your talk around governance, I mean, religions, organized religions are masters of governance, in a sense. And so, well, so in a case, this is a failure of governance in a structure that was, a, that was reaching for almost the spiritual or the, the sort of bigger than yourself type picture, didn't have any of that structure of governance underneath it. So to, to call it a religion would be false because it isn't. No, it no, but it you lacks, just made it lacks the governance. I did. The, the, yeah, you're right, an, actually. They're an <laughs> incompetent right. religion is what they are. 
That's it. Right? They don't okay. understand the business of religion, which that's is right. governance, that's governance right. and social cohesion. Yes. Right. Because I mean, that's maybe what, it, that what religions clicked. offer. Yeah, but what's just, interesting, so so two parts here, because I, I think, you know, Jan's point about celebrity as the new aristocracy, right? That those who can command attention have a kind of social power. Because I also wondered if the board was just flat out jealous of Sam Altman, right? And the way that Sam Altman has become the superstar, the good guy, right, of the AI debate. And some of the people on the board would fancy themselves in that same light. So I, I wondered if there was a little bit of jealousy there. But uh, the, the late great David Noble, who was a York University professor, he wrote this book called The Religion of Technology. And he basically, I stole my entire argument today from him, <laughs> right? Where, where his, his, the entire thesis of his book and, and much of his work as, as a critic was how you know, the beliefs of these leaders is often separate from whatever product that they're offering, right? The product itself might be something basic, like Facebook allows us to share photos and allows us to connect with friends and allows people to have a blog that's very simple. But Mark Zuckerberg calls it bringing together community or connecting information, and that allows them to run rampant for two decades and trash democracy as we know it. Right. And there always is this disconnect between what the product is. To me, chat GPT is just the evolution of the search engine, a powerful ev evolution. And if we look back at the past 20 years, search engines rule the world. Right. There's a lot of power in being the search engine. And this is why I am a little bit partial to the idea that Microsoft was not the big winner here. Google was. Because Google was able to sit back the entire time and go, ha ha, not us. We're responsible. We're doing none of this stuff. While at the same time, they're training the same tech, developing the same tools, the same products, benefiting from the same amount of attention and explainers without any of the bad rep that comes from it. But, you know, I, again, I, I, I argued this conversation started because I was arguing with Jan that this story is over and I was insisting that this story is over. But our chat today makes me think perhaps it's not. So that's interesting because after our chat this morning, I changed my mind. This morning in our conversation, Scott, I basically told uh, Jesse that I was convinced that it was not over and that there might be another CEO in place. But after our conversation this morning, uh, Jesse, I basically decided to only ever uh, continue to read headlines on the topic, no longer uh, copy because I don't have the capacity and the time. Until the movie comes out. Yeah, exactly. Any final thoughts, Scott? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think it's, yeah, no, not really. Right on. Oh, the harmonies, oh, the music. Yes, the musical cues. I mean, the benefit uh, of this episode, and I thank you, Scott, uh, for, for joining us, is... My, it's, my guest appearance? Well, no, your, your recurring appearance, uh, <laughs> uh, only because it is iterative, right? We're figuring this out kind of as we go along. And uh, my way of doing this from a technology side is to keep adding features and to e keep adding a little bit. So... 
I really uh, enjoyed the conversation. I uh, suspect both of you did as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I want to echo your point, Scott. Thank you very much for joining us so uh, impromptu and unprepared. That was really great. Really, really good. That was thing. fun. Thank you guys. For, thanks for the invitation. I had a lot of fun. And, and that is, to be clear, I think how we're going to structure these podcasts is very little notice focused on current affairs so that there's no chance that people can prepare and you just got to show up and bring what you got that's uh, which is yeah. enough which and is already fun. a lot yeah right. yeah right on all right. all right thanks guys thank you everyone Talk to you soon take it Have easy a great thanksgiving